Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're doing well. I hope your summer's going well. And I hope your investing journey is doing even better. Well, I'm excited to share with you this week's guest, Zach Booth. Just a few short years ago, Zach was a window cleaner where you can even find his videos and tutorials on YouTube with millions of views. But Zach had bigger and better dreams of going on to become a real estate investor. So he took a leap of faith. He walked away from the window cleaning business. And with a handful of years, he was making over a million dollars a year wholesaling real estate. Now with a successful business, he spends time helping others see how simple it is to make money with real estate. Zach is here today to share his insider secrets of finding massively discounted properties, regardless of your experience level. This is a skill critical in any place you're investing in, any strategy you're investing in. That's the name of the game is finding properties at a good price. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Zach Booth. All right, today I welcome on the show my good buddy, Zach Booth. Zach, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no worries, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, you were just telling me about your CrossFit adventures this week. Uh, Before we get into the show, tell us about what you're doing. Oh, well, I'm getting too fat, and (laughs) I had to... uh, take drastic measures and so I started CrossFit and I feel like I got hit by a truck but I'm feeling okay you know I'm glad to be here emotionally I'm good physically I'm not so great <laughs> something about active recovery which sounds like a total oxymoron to me but hey whatever yeah. that's what they told me to do today active recovery <laughs> <laughs> that's not my version of recovery but anyways hey let's get into the show tell us about who you are what you do your background all that good stuff yeah so as far as my professional life I Grew up working, you know, it was kind of a requirement by my father. I started working when I was 11 for the family business, the yard care, landscaping, that kind of stuff, and worked a ton of different jobs. By the time I was 17, I was done working for other people. And I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, actually, when I was about 15 years old. Oh, nice. I started asking my dad about money, you know, because we grew up poor, you know. My dad, very poor. He's been at the same job since he was 19. He's now like 62, but he started off making three bucks an hour and worked his way up. But as kids, you know, we were pretty broke. And so that, you know, after work, after school, we'd help with the family business, which helped pay the bills. It was good. But about 15 years old, I started working for other people. I didn't want to work for the family business anymore. I framed houses, did finished carpentry. I made handcrafted cheese. I worked for a taxidermist. I, I did all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, it was good, right? It was a learning experience. But, you know, through that experience, I wanted to start making more money. I was tired of making like six, seven bucks an hour. And I felt like all I did was work. And I wanted, I saw these people that I went to school with and people that I worked for, you know, people I mowed lawns for under their houses. I just didn't understand how they had all the money. And 
I remember asking my dad, like, how do these people have so much money? Like, why don't we pay someone to mow our lawn? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. So I'll talk to my rich friend, you know? <laughs> A little rich dad, poor dad philosophy there, right? Exactly. He's like talking to my rich friend, and his name's Clint. And uh, I was like, Clint's not rich. He drives a beat-up old truck. (laughs) He's like, no, he's rich. He's just cheap. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he actually had a bunch of rentals. He still has a bunch of rentals. I actually went fishing with him to Alaska this year, but he gave me rich dad, poor dad. When I was a young teenager, I read that, and I knew I needed to get into business for myself. So at 17, I was like, all right, it's time. I had gone to Nova Scotia, Canada and worked there for the summers, working like 80-hour work weeks. And I did that so I'd have enough cash to buy a truck. Because my dad wouldn't even co-sign a loan to get my first truck or my first cell phone or any of those things, right? It was on me. And I had to get a cricket phone because it was the only carrier that would allow me to get a phone without credit, right? I wasn't 18. My dad wouldn't even co-sign on that. Like My dad was like, if you want something, you'll get it. And that was horrible, but I so gratefully did that for me. And anyways, from there, I was like, okay, I've got my truck. I've got my, you know, enough money to get some equipment to start a business. What am I going to do? And I was thinking yard care, but I was like, man, I'm so sick and tired of mowing lawns. Like that's all I ever did. And I decided on window cleaning. You know, it was something I found that it was very little equipment to start and started this window cleaning business when I was 17 years old. I grew it for a decade and by the time I was done, you know, from the outside looking in, I was super successful. I had a YouTube tutorial videos that I had put together for training my staff, but they blew up. I mean, I ended up on the History Channel because of it. I had millions and millions of views on them. Just wild. I did not ever plan on that. You know, I had 13 employees and three trucks. And I mean, I was washing lots and lots of windows. But the funny thing was, I was doing it the hard way. I was trying to figure it out all myself, right? And the bigger I got, the less money I made. And I had high turnover. And more than anything, I was sick of the industry. And I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was extremely frustrated. I knew something had to change. And so I started looking at different things, right? And my life really changed about five years ago. I had already bought a duplex in another house. I you know, doing the rich dad, poor dad thing, but I kept hitting obstacles to buy more real estate. I wanted more real estate, but I didn't know how to do it. And everything started changing about five years ago when I was out washing windows. I started listening to podcasts, right? Just like this. Yeah, I love it. And I learned about something called real estate wholesaling where you can get into real estate without, you know, that you might have heard this, right? The listeners is it's, you know, get into into real estate with no money. And it's like, oh, that's me. I need that, you know? (laughs) Right, right. And basically the whole concept is if you can do a little marketing, and you find an off-market discounted property, right? You find someone that essentially wants a pawn shop for their house. You can turn that opportunity into cash. You can basically pass the opportunity onto a different investor. Now, you don't have to buy the house. You just find the opportunity and get paid a fee. And I was like, man, that's perfect. And I thought it was perfect for a couple of reasons. It would give me cash. It would get me full-time in the industry. And then also I could cherry pick the best of the deals for rentals. I could pick up seller finances. I could do whatever I needed, right? And so I went for it and it was a struggle. But, you know, after I found the right mentor, I tried it on my own, of course, like everyone does. And it's great, right? You got to start somewhere. And I finally just broke down and found a mentor. I paid nine grand. Uh, It was terrifying. I didn't have the money. Most of it was on credit cards. But within about a month and a half after joining his program, uh, it was Tom Kroll. Love the guy. He doesn't coach anymore, but man, it was so awesome. We did, I did my first wholesale deal. I made 10 grand on that first wholesale deal. And then by the end of that year, we did 
just over like 115,000. It was like 118,000 roughly. And then the next year, just shy of a half a million. The next year, 1.2. This year, I'm on track to do about 1.5 to 2 million in sales. It's pretty, pretty wild. Really, I'm sure your window cleaning business was successful, but it doesn't sound like it was as successful as the wholesaling business. No, man, it definitely was not as successful. I mean, I remember the day my son was born, my first child, and I remember being, you know, in love and like just blown away by the miracle, you know, watching my wife give birth to my son and being excited to be a dad. And I felt guilty the whole day because all I could think about was like, how am I going to pay these medical bills? And so I was definitely not where I was. You know, my life now is way different. I don't worry about money anymore at all, right? Like I get to come to work and do things because I want to. I get to spend my time on things that I want to do. You know, I'm on this podcast because I want to be here. You know, we were talking about a a challenge that I did. Uh, I spent two months of this year away from the office, away from my day job, like, because I wanted to. I spent a month in Brazil. I've spent two weeks in Alaska. I'm going to take most of September off. Like I get the freedoms it's incredible. I mean, you definitely, definitely completely drastically different. Money and time freedom, completely different. That's what it's about, Zach. Well, there's a lot of people probably in your shoes, Zach, in a job that they're hustling, you know, maybe spinning their wheels or maybe looking for that vehicle that will give them that time freedom, that financial freedom. Maybe in that spot where you found yourself, what advice would you have to somebody who's trying to kind of get that start? And let's call it the real estate world. Yeah. Well, I believe that you have to have a belief first, right? I mean, you have to have an outline plan, but you also have to believe in it. I remember when I first heard that you could find off-market discounted properties. You you find properties at 50, 40, 30 cents on the dollar. I said, BS. That's not real. That's a scam. They're just trying to sign me up for their coaching program, yada, yada, right? And I didn't believe in it. And so I was listening to podcasts. I kept hearing success over and over and over. And I had something happen to me I was washing windows for this really wealthy gentleman and I found out he's a real estate developer. And I was like, oh, wow. So I just started asking him all kinds of questions, right? I know he has cleaning his giant mansion. I know he's got some money. He's an older guy. He's probably like 80 years old. Stan Nielsen was his name. So this was Peggy. They're great people. And he talked to me for like an hour and a half about his journey of becoming successful and doing real estate. And at the end of the conversation, I was like, man, if I could just get two rentals this year, it would be life-changing. And he's like, oh, that's convenient. I've got these two rents. I don't want to deal with them. I haven't collected rents in four months. They're decent. I built them. I've had them for like 30 years. I just don't want to deal with them anymore. He's like, I'd sell them to you. And I was like, great. How much? He said a half a million, which was a massive discount. I mean, two, $300,000 discount. And I'm like, okay, great. And he's like, can you get a loan? I said, no, <laughs> I can't get a loan. I'm washing windows, man. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're out washing your windows. No, no, it's not going to happen. And he's like, well, could you put 20% down? I was like, definitely not. I can get you a couple thousand, <laughs> you know? And he's like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, let's do it. And he basically just handed these rentals over to me. He was financed them, right? He was the mm-hmm. bank. And I was making like $800 a month extra on top of paying him from the rents, right? I was cashing $800 on these two properties. And the crazy thing is that I sold them to the tenants the next year and I made over a hundred thousand dollars. And having that experience made me realize that it is real, right? The people, wealthy, intelligent, successful people will trade convenience for price. It happens all the time. You're just not doing it. It doesn't mean that it's not possible. If you don't believe it's possible, it's because you're not doing it. You haven't seen it happen. And so 
your question you asked me is like, what advice would I give? I'd say educate yourself first. Have an understanding what you're trying to do, which is getting discounted opportunities. Because it doesn't matter if you want to wholesale, if you want to buy and hold, or if you want to do whatever other exit strategy they talk about. You got to start with the discounted property. I mean, you got to believe that that's possible. You know, I went from being a skeptic to being a believer. I had to make it happen. That's why I invested the nine grand in the coach. I knew it was possible. I just needed a way to find more of them. Right. Yeah. Right. And telling you off air, you know, that's why I'm not here at the podcast. Like I wanted to give someone else that gift, that confidence, that faith, that belief. And I was up super late one night and I'm like, how do I give that gift that was given to me? Because it just kind of happened to me. I was washing windows for this wealthy gentleman. I was in the right place at the right time. And someone else might not have this luxury of that confidence, actually seeing it happen, like meeting someone that's wealthy, that has it. And so I said, how can I give this gift to other people? And so I was up late one night thinking about it. And I decided that I was going to just go do it. I was going to go give someone that gift. I was going to go to a whole new place I had never been. And I was going to take $1,000 and I was going to turn it into 40 grand or more in just 40 days, right? By finding motivated sellers, finding people that don't want to deal with their properties and have a film crew follow me and just share it day by day. And how'd it go? Did you make it? And then where did these numbers come from? Like why those numbers? Is that realistic? Was this a pie in the sky number? Well, I had no idea if it was possible. Okay. Kind of the idea had branched from a TV show that I had watched. It's called Undercover Billionaire. And I had watched it. I think there's two seasons now, but it was the first seasons season with Frank Stearns. And he had flown to a whole new city. He didn't know he's a billionaire. I'm definitely not a billionaire, right? <laughs> his videos were way cooler than mine. So if you haven't watched it, maybe you go watch his and not mine. But he takes $100, guys, and he goes to this new city, gets $100, he gets a truck and a smartphone, and his goal is to make create a million-dollar company in 90 days. The dude's cleaning toilets. The dude's sleeping in his truck. It is freaking inspiring. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And so I kind of had that idea. It came from that of like, hey, like maybe someone's actually in this situation. You know, I didn't go as far. I got an Airbnb. I got a car, you know, I have my smartphone and then I had a thousand bucks to turn it into 40 grand. So I had a lot more luxuries than he did. And the whole reason $40,000 is that's the actual average income per American in the U.S. right now, working income. You know, it might be more and it's crazy. People with a bachelor's degree, it's actually only 60,000 per year. So it's not, that's what it is. And so I was like, man, like I wanted to show people that you could blow that out of the water if you know a little bit and if you're willing to work hard and I wasn't sure if I would succeed, honestly. Like I was promoting this thing before I went and definitely I was nervous. I didn't know if I'd be successful. I really did not. I flew my family, you know, I made major sacrifices to make this happen. My wife's from Brazil. So my family flew to Brazil to be with her family for the first 30 days of this challenge. And so it was just me and the film crew working our butts off. And I still had my other responsibilities. You know, I was still running two different companies. I had all my students in my coaching company and I had my wholesaling business back here in Utah, right? And I have a team. I have people that help me, of course, but I still had to deal with that. And then I had to basically have a whole new startup company with just a thousand bucks and I bootstrapping this thing. And uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. I exceeded my expectations for sure. I we won't did. spoil the details, but I'm sure there's some interesting adventures you found there. And was it Tampa, you said? In Tampa. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was crazy. I mean, the goal, yes, was to make 40 grand. But my actual purpose behind it, my personal goal 
was actually to give people that gift. Remember I said I met the Stan Nielsen and he gave me that confidence and, my, and that belief. My goal was actually to give that gift to other people. That was the purpose behind it. So I actually prayed before I went and I said, God, please, please allow me to give this gift to other people. Please put someone in my path that I could capture that moment and share it. I definitely had a God moment in my life. So day four of the challenge, if you guys just want to watch one episode, just go watch day four. It was insane. So day four, I'm cold calling and just calling people that I had driven. So basically what I did, I drove around, found houses that had deferred maintenance, found out who owned them and called them. That's it. Do you want to sell your house? Right. And having angry people, leave me the hell alone. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. But I had some that were, yeah, let's do it. And anyways, day four, I ended up calling three people that I got contracts with. And one of those guys, his name is Jerry. And Jerry, I actually have had Jerry on my podcast now. Jerry was my Stan Nelson, dude. He was the guy I prayed for. Very wealthy investor. Had three properties he didn't want to deal with anymore. He actually passed away from cancer not too long ago, actually. So between then and the pod, or shortly after I did the podcast interview, he died from cancer. But it was incredible. It was the wrong phone number, called the wrong phone number. And I was like, hey, do you own the property on Oak Hills or whatever? And he's like, honey, do we own the property on Oak? <laughs> it's like, oh, this dude's got a lot of properties, right? So I was like, okay, don't worry about it. What was your name again? He's like, it's Jerry. And I'm like, okay, Jerry, like, do you have any, any properties you do want to sell? You know? He's like, oh, yeah, I do. And so I went to him that night. It was the wrong number. I got three random properties that I did not expect. And just those three properties, we blew the goal out of the water. And we did way more deals than just those three. And it was an incredible experience. I mean, I got super choked up, super emotional about it. Day four of the challenge was a very, very special day. It's definitely my favorite episode of the whole series. And maybe a takeaway somebody would be watching this would take away, Zach, is, you know, if you just get out there and you take action, you kind of take that leap of faith, right? You've got that foundation knowledge and you just kind of like put one foot in front of the other. You're not exactly sure how you're going to, you know, accomplish this big, hairy, audacious goal you set, but you take action and things just kind of happen, right? Sometimes you can't even explain them. Yeah, 100%. Like there's, you know, Tony Robbins explains it really well. He calls it his cycle of success. Right. He talks about the importance of having faith and belief, because if you have faith and belief that you'll be successful, you'll give massive action. Right? And if you give massive action, you'll have massive results. And then once you have those massive results, it's, you're going to have even more belief and like you're really going to tap into your full potential. Right? And you'll just spiral upwards in life. But the opposite of true is if you live your life with fear and you approach all of your responsibilities and goals with fear and this feeling of inadequacy and this feeling of scarcity, you're going to half the effort you probably would or even less, right? And because you give that half-hearted effort, you're going to get the same type of results that you gave, right? And then you're going to be like, see, I knew I was a failure. I see, I knew I couldn't be successful. And you're going to spiral downwards and have more and more fear and feelings of scarcity. And so the whole point of that show was to give you that, like that confidence so you guys can go out and take action, right? Yeah, I coach. Yeah, I mean, Yes, but that's not the whole point of this. The point of this is for me to help you guys be successful. Yes, I have students, but I'm going to coach so few students that I can't really make as big of an impact as, as I want to. I want to be able to create content and do things for people that will live on forever, right? That will snowball into generations of people. So, you know, definitely want you guys to watch this stuff and be inspired and take action if you want to. And even if it's not real estate investing, 
if you want to start a different business, if you're passionate about a different industry and you're listening to this, like I hope this gives you the confidence and excitement to go do it and you find massive success because of it. How do you maintain that positive belief system, that positive mindset, Zach? And do you have any tips for how somebody can kind of maybe build up theirs? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I got this from Tony Robbins as well. I love Tony Robbins, Great by guy, the way. <laughs> if you can't tell, I love Tony. So I haven't met him in person. I mean, I've been to his events and stuff, but one of the things that kind of blew me away is I think it was the event releasing, releasing the, the power with, uh, yeah, it? releasing the power within. I'm sorry. I don't remember the exact name. Unleashing the power within UPW. Okay. Awesome. That's, so is that it? Yeah, I think so. It's something like that. Yeah. But what I was trying to say is he has you go through, I guess you could call them meditation exercises. Basically he teaches you how to release the emotions that you need to accomplish whatever tasks you have. And doing that, I was able to feel all of the emotions that I could feel to like the most extremes I've ever felt from everywhere from joy, sadness, depression, all within a matter of a few minutes, right? And one thing that I saw that he did is every time he wanted to transition us from one emotion to another emotion, he'd have us do a, a gratitude exercise. And so every time I find myself in a negative state and I need to get in a positive state because I have a podcast or I'm frustrated with my wife and I want to be in a positive state so I can make up and say, honey, you know, let's be good. Like, let's solve this problem. Or I'm sleepy and I need to feel energized. Like everything, everything that all those emotions that are not going to help you accomplish your task, right? And you need to change your state. Let's say you're in a state of fear and you're trying to get in a state of confidence and positivity to accomplish a task and go to work for the day on your dream and your goal. Gratitude. You use gratitude to overcome all emotions. Gratitude is the most powerful emotion that you can feel. And so whenever I'm in that negative state, I actually get into a quiet room and this may sound silly, but I put my hand on my heart and I breathe in and out deeply five times. And then I put myself in a moment in my life that I am so extremely grateful for. And it's usually my, the day my son was born. So I'm already getting emotional talking about it. See what I mean? Like it's powerful. It is powerful to have gratitude. And not only do I think about the moment, but I put myself there. I see what I saw, right? I feel the feelings that I felt, right? I get the goosebumps every single time, right? And if you do that, you feel that power and then you go to work on your task, right? So having the ability to change the emotion and choose the emotion that you feel is 100% up to us. It really is. If you know how to control your emotions, you can tell your brain what chemicals to release and you can be in charge of your emotions, 100%. I love it, Zach. I love it. And that's so inspirational for people out there who might be feeling stuck or you know they're pounding away at this goal of theirs and it doesn't seem like they're making progress fast enough, right? Because we all get that. You know, we all look at social media and we're like, wow, that person is so much further ahead than I am. And I feel like I'm over here spinning my wheels. And sometimes you just need to kind of like look inwards and reflect inwards and be grateful for where you're at and what you have and realize that not everybody starts from the same point or, you know, is walking in the same path. So yeah, I think that's really powerful. Something I could implement even way more than I do in my own life. So yeah, totally love that. Let's kind of talk a little bit about the wholesaling business, just for a minute, kind of the nuts and bolts of what it looks like and how you've you know, been successful with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the year we did the 100,000 and then the year we did a half a million, that big jump was huge because I was having some struggles. 
So, you know, those that don't quite understand what wholesaling is, you know, my mentor taught me it's very simple. It's like a pawn shop for houses, right? The goal is we got to find those people that want speed and convenience for their house. They don't want to list it. They don't want to fix it up and sell it for as much as possible. They know they're selling it to an investor and that investor is going to make money. So you got to find those people. So when I was starting out, I was doing, I was looking for niche lists. So people that were like dealing with like tired landlords, people that inherited houses. So I'm getting these lists that I could buy or get them from county records or city courthouses or whatever, right? So like the eviction list, the divorce list, the probate list, tax delinquent, these generic lists, right? Or lists I was buying from listsource.com. And I was doing a few deals here and there, but I was spending quite a bit to make money. And I'm having to provide for my family. So some of the profits I'm making is just going back. I'm just really having a hard time scaling and being able to hire employees. So that next year, I was like, there's got to be a different way. And a couple of the lists that I was making money on became garbage because the local cities started just putting it on a state website, all those public records. So everyone could just have easy access to those lists. And now everyone's marketing to them. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. So like January and February, I had like no deals. And I'm like, I'm running out of money. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, like I'm not going back to washing windows. I got to do something different. And so I was like, well, what makes someone want to sell their house? And it's like, well, the house is a problem to them. It's a thorn in their side. And I noticed that every single house that I had gone to had a lot of deferred maintenance, right? You could just be like, you're driving down the street looking for the house number, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, that's the house, you know? Yeah, right. You tell because it's ugly, right? And the long grass and that kind of stuff. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go drive around. I'm going to try this. I'm going to go drive around. And I thought this was the genius idea. I thought it was my idea. Definitely not my idea. It's been done a gazillion <laughs> times, right? It's called driving for dollars. So I started driving through neighborhoods and found ugly houses. And I wrote down the addresses and went county records and looked them up, did all that. Now they have apps that you can drive down the street and go, oh, there's an ugly house. And you touch the house and uploads an Excel spreadsheet, right? right? But in the back in the day, when I started this, I was taking hours to build a list of any size. And then I spoke at an event in 2018 and met the owners of Deal Machine, you know, and I've been helping them definitely develop their app and like I promote you know, the, my success to their new signups and stuff. We do a webinar. But anyways, like I started doing driving for dollars. By the end of that year, like I said, we did it just shy of a half a million. It was crazy. It was life-changing. I mean, I was raking in the dollars. And so that's what I'm doing, right? To find off-market property still to this day is driving for dollars. We add a couple thousand properties every single week, just here in Utah. We now have a business in Tampa, right? Since I opened it up the beginning of this year, we're doing it there as well now. But, you know, we add 2000 properties a week. And I think we're at like 700,000 just in Utah this year in revenue by adding 2,000 properties a week. And then we text, postcard, and cold call that list and see if people want to sell. Now that's what we're doing. It's kind of a simple process. My marketing percent of that goes to marketing dollars. That leaves 85% of my revenue to pay my team, to pay myself. It allows me to have a 40% profit margin, right? But what really pushed me to that next level and have a team and automation and like systems and everything else to have the freedoms that I have now to go do the 40 day challenge and then spend time with my family in Brazil after and have all this cool stuff is at the end of that year that I made a half a million, I was like, okay, I'm tapped out on driving for dollars. What do I do now? You know, do what I can drive so many miles, right? And there's only so many streets in the town. That's what I thought. I had no idea what to do. You know, I was kind of pinching myself. I was like, man, like how have I built this company so fast? Like, I'm going to lose it all kind of thoughts. I felt lucky. I didn't know what I was really doing. Honestly, I was just kind of experimenting. And so I wanted to do a million dollars in revenue the next year. It actually been a goal since like I was 14 years old to make a million dollars a year. I had no idea how to do it. 
And so I'd had that in my back of my mind. I was like, man, maybe I should shoot, shoot for the stars, right? And try and do that next year. And I didn't know how to get there. And I had a friend introduce me to a self-help journal called Living Your Best Year Ever by Darren Hardy. In the first hundred pages of that journal, that actually goes through and helps you create three big goals for the year. And one of those big goals for me was to generate a million dollars. And I didn't know how to do it, like I said, but in that book, it kind of talked about what you had to do to accomplish your goals. One of the things it said you had to do was give away what you're trying to receive. You wanted more love, you had to give love. You wanted money, you had to give money. And so I had to give away a million dollars. That's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't have a million dollars to give away. I'm trying to make it first, right? You're like, exactly. I was like, this guy's a nutcase, you know, but it's like, well, let's see if he's legit. I was like, how do I give away a million dollars? I started trying to take it serious. I asked my wife, I was like, babe, what do we do? Like, she was like, I don't know. I ain't giving away a million bucks. Out. <laughs> so, I've got babies to feed, right? Like, exactly. It's like, anyway, so I was like, man, how do I do this? And I was like, you know what? Why don't I teach my marketing system that I've kind of been putting together over the last 12 months to 10 people? You know, I had been a part of a bunch of different coaching programs. And so I was like, I'll just go to some of those other students, co-students of that I was in the programs with and just teach them. Just teach them my marketing system. We'll put a million dollars easy in all their businesses, you know, between 10 of them. And the craziest thing happened. It was mind blowing. They started having crazy success, which was so fulfilling. I was so fulfilled by it. Like Scott Dallinger, he's actually going to come speak at a live event I'm doing here in a couple of weeks. But his first deal was 113 grand from my marketing system. Okay. Just one deal. And that's a wholesale deal. That's zero risk. That's just finding the deal and selling it. $113,000. Freaking crazy. My other next student, like six months in, he made like 300 grand off of it. Crazy, right? So like they're having this explosive success. But the more I taught, the more that system's tweaked, the better it got. The more, the more like they would ask me questions and I'd be like, crap, I don't know. Let me go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go look. A, Let me figure it out. Now, right? Exactly. And so all of a sudden, my marketing system that I thought that couldn't get better just got way better. And I did $1.2 million in wholesale fees by the end of the year. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I'd also got to the point where I fell in love with coaching and I wanted to do more of it. So of course, I brought on more students and I brought on more students. And then I was like, oh crap, I'm so busy because I'm coaching and I'm not spending time in my wholesaling business, which forced me to figure out and hire coaches and mentors to teach me how to automate my wholesaling business because I want to spend my time with my students because I love it, right? And now I have this wholesaling business. I spend maybe an hour or two a week in this wholesaling business and I'm going to take home nearly half a million in my pocket profit by the end of the year. It's crazy. And I spend all my time with my students. I live a very fulfilled life. I have more money than I ever wanted. It's a huge blessing. You know, real estate wholesaling, you know, driving for dollars. Everything that I have is branded driving for dollars, driving for dollars mastery because that's, that's what changed my life. That's so cool, Zach. And you can obviously see your passion about this business and about giving back, being that, what's his name, Stan Nelson? Stan Nelson. Yep. Stan Nelson. Yeah, just being that Stan Nelson in other people's lives. I think that's so cool. You don't always see that in the real estate world, but more often than not, I would say you do. Most people are wanting to be that Stan Nelson to people. When they're having success, they're happy to tell people about their success and help them and kind of be that hand up the ladder, right? And yeah. that's what you're doing. I think it's really cool. And uh, yeah, man, kudos to you. I love the story. I love your journey. I'm sure it's really inspiring to so many people out there. We could talk days and days about your success and your adventures in Tampa with the show. I recommend people go check that out. But as we're wrapping up here, we end every episode with a lightning round, just a series of fast hitting questions. Are you up for it? I'm ready. 
All right. The first question in the lightning round was, what was your biggest hurdle getting started investing in real estate? And then what'd you do to overcome that? Trying to figure it out myself was my big hurdle, right? And I was trying to get traditional loans for everything. And then I hit obstacles like debt to income ratios, down payments, those kinds of things, right? So what I did to get overcome that is listen to podcasts like this and YouTube channels and eventually found a mentor that I believed in and had a process for me to implement. And I'm truly like, that's what really got me over those hurdles. Awesome. It was other people. My, you know, it wasn't me. It was, my, it was other more intelligent people than me. Yeah, definitely. Zach, do you have a personal habit that contributes to your success? Yeah, I believe I do. I have a goal. Always. Always have a goal and a very laser focus on that goal. I, have, I always have a five-year goal. And I only repeat that five-year goal once I hit that five-year goal. Meaning when I'm a year out from that goal, I don't change. I don't focus on the next five years. And then I have a one-year goal. And then I have the monthly goal. And then I have my week that I break down and I always have a task list. And I always focus on the tasks day-to-day that are going to get me to my goals. And I ignore the rest. Most people do the opposite, right? They're checking their emails. They're doing busy work. But they're not working on that really uncomfortable thing that'll move the needle. So that's where I spend my time is on those things that will hit my goal. So you got to have a goal and you got to have focus on those things. The whole morning routines and all those other things, that's great content. But really what will get you there is working on those uncomfortable things. I love it. I'm a huge goal junkie, Zach. So I have to kind of drill down on this. That five-year goal, do you ever adjust that at any point? Like year three, you're like, "Mm, you know, my life's changed or my goal has changed and I no no longer want to take it that direction. I want to make it bigger or... I see that this angle is more the path I want to go. Do you ever change that five-year goal? I do. I do. But it is something that I take very seriously if I change that goal. Yeah. Because if I'm changing it because it's uncomfortable or want to change it because it's uncomfortable, I don't allow myself to. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. But yes, if I'm going in a different direction, I find passion in something else. Yes, you can change it. But it's very important to really be careful on setting those goals because it's going to really alter the direction your life will go. I like to think of it in my own personal life, like it's written in pen, not pencil, right? So it's going to take some work to change it. It's got to be like really compelling. It's not just like, uh, no, I don't want to work that hard or I don't know if I can do it. It's like, no, it's, you've committed to it. It's a personal commitment. 100%. Awesome. Next question is, do you have an online resource you find valuable in your own day-to-day life? Google calendars. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Man, like I have students that I'll, bring on and they don't have a Google calendar. It's like, how in the heck do you like know what you're supposed to be focusing on? That's a good one for me. That's kind of a silly one, but I love it. Yeah. I live and die by my Google calendar. (laughs) You also mentioned, I'll give you another kind of toss up. You mentioned deal machine, which is a really cool app. I haven't personally used it too much. I've played around with it a little bit, but for people that are doing what you're doing, I'm sure it's totally invaluable. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes. And you know, with Deal Machine, you know, how we find our off-market discounted properties, definitely check them out. I do have a really awesome discount for the professional plan that I... So influencers, a lot of times will make money off of referring something. Like and I went to them stuff, and I said, right? yeah, so I went to them and I said, hey, instead of paying me money, why don't you pass a discount on other people for my discount code? And so you actually can get a discount with me through Deal Machine that you can't get anywhere else, right? So you can actually add 2,000 properties instead of 1,000 properties, the professional plan, if you use my discount code. And I'm embarrassed because I can't remember what it is. We I can should. always link it in the show notes. You can okay. let me know after the show. We'll link it in the show notes. And if you guys are interested in checking out the Deal Machine app, no, that's really cool for you to do. Like you're right, you know, people, podcasters, 
gurus, yeah. et cetera, they make money off of affiliate marketing sometimes, right? And yeah. you're passing that discount savings onto the uh, user. So really cool. We'll definitely use that discount code if you'd like to share cool. it with the audience members. Yeah, I, mean, I do that to like help people because I know a lot of times when they're starting out, they need addresses and they can't really afford. To me, it's like, I don't need your money. I just, I want to see you be successful. Yeah, we'll get you that discount code. And if you want to reach out to me, like send me a Facebook message, Instagram. It's like, hey, what's your discount code for Deal Machine? I'll tell you. I'll get it. I'll memorize it. So Awesome. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate yeah. that. Next question. What book would you recommend to the listeners and why? There's so many amazing ones. Obviously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is great. There's a other couple mindset books that I think are invaluable. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is incredible. Love that book. Another one is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Another one that like I want everyone that works with me to read for mindset and understanding finances and looking at money as a tool. Not that that one's incredible. And then as far as real estate, there's a couple. The ABCs of Real Estate Investing by Ken McElroy and Robert Kiyosaki. It's a rich dad book. All right. That's a good one. And those are probably the ones I'd give you right now. I love it. Yeah. Good collection there. If you haven't listened to, or if you haven't, I say listen, I'm such an audio book phase these days. If you haven't read or listened to those, definitely do that. We'll link them all in the show notes. Zach, last question in the lightning round. If you were to go back and give advice to your 20 year old self to get started investing in real estate, what would you tell 20 year old Zach? I'd say stop thinking you need to figure it all out yourself. You know, I used to have a major limiting belief that I was stupid and I just had to hustle my whole life. <laughs> and I'd say you're not as dumb as you think you are. I'd say, and so start reading books, right? Start learning and educating yourself. Um, instead of just working so hard, you need to have a combination of working, like your work ethic's great, but I'd say educate yourself, right? Everything you want to do, someone's done before and just follow their outline find that person, identify the goal, and then find someone that's done it and learn from them. So definitely would do that. I spent most of my 20s just hitting my head against the wall. More education. I love it. Well, Zach, hey, man, it's been a lot of fun having you on, talking about your journey and your success and your mindset behind all your success. If people want to keep the conversation going, reach out to you, learn more about you, find those YouTube videos, where's the best place for them to do so? Yeah, you can go to my website. It's DFD stands for driving for dollars, dfdmastery.com. And in that website, you can book a call to join my program. I don't want you to go do that though until you're like confident that you want me to be your coach, right? So in that, that website though, there's a link to my podcast and the YouTube channel is also DFD Mastery. So you can just search YouTube channel, DFD Mastery, check out the 40 day challenge. You know, go check out all those free resources, learn a ton, start taking action. Like, be successful. And if, if you do want to have me as your coach, then, you know, then go book a call and talk to us. But more than anything, I, I want you guys to like learn, like I give away as much as I possibly can. Like I'm all about giving. So go check out the free con. I love it, Zach. Hey, thanks so much for that. Is there any social media platforms you're most active on if people want to follow you or reach out there? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. What's our handles, Daniel? <laughs> So it's just Zach Booth. Just search my name, Zach Booth. Okay, got it. Z-A-C-K Booth, B-O-O-T-H-E. We'll link everything in the show notes. Zach, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's been a ton of fun. I look forward to having you back on in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Zach. Thanks so much. All right. That wraps up this week's episode with our guest, Zach Booth. What an awesome and inspiring story Zach has. 
you can tell he's just a really genuine guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a rating and review. Or if you're listening on YouTube, hit that thumbs up. It really helps me out. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories. If you've got something cool to share or want to reach out, the best place you can find me is on Instagram or at my website, www.jacobairs.com. Until next week, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.